1: Monday, this is the happy hour, 93.7 the ticket, the ticketfm.com. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Hope the weekend was swell. It's Nick Sainert, no Rico this week as he is on vacation. So now we bring in a guy
2: that was on vacation last week, Austin Norman. What's up, Austin? Not much. Uh, yeah, straight trade. Me for Rico. Rico for me. Yeah, similar. Trade deadline.
1: Talking about trade, we got plenty of things to talk about this week. Um, MLB trade deadline is tomorrow. And the Cubs are waiting until the, quote, 11th hour, according to Jed Hoyer, to decide if they want to sell or buy or stay still. They are sitting at four games out of first place in the division. And two and a half games out of the NL wild card. Firmly in a position to make a jump. Firmly. But is it worth it? Absolutely. You okay. have a chance, okay. in my eyes, you have, if you have a chance to make the playoffs, anything can happen in October. If you have a chance to make the playoffs, you go for it.
2: Maybe not to the, like, Angels? The Angels? I don't know if I would be doing as much as they are. <laughs> the See, I think the Angels are in a better spot than the Cubs. Okay. Because I think the Angels are more desperate because they have to keep Shohei. That's why they're doing this. They're, they're trying to keep Shohei. Where I worry I with the that. Cubs... Yep is that Strowman and Belly are expiring, and they're not exactly young. So unless you're going to extend them, I would almost do what the Orioles did, where they were in okay. position to make a run last year, yeah, and they shipped Trey Mancini to Houston.
1: Well, I'll be honest. The, the reason, another reason why I think I don't want the Cubs to trade... Or or just sell. They can make one deal if they were to get rid of Strowman. Like it's like okay, I'd much rather them get rid of you know move on from Strowman. I, I don't want to use the word get rid of. Uh, <laughs> move on from Strowman. Uh, that's fine. As I, I think they should extend Cody Bellinger because although mm-hmm. the guy is 29 years old, he has shown a, kind of a rejuvenation in his career. Th- you
2: can get three four years out of him. exactly.
1: And so you you also re-signed Ian Hap to a three-year deal in that mm-hmm. last year. In a time where you were curious, it, it, there were question marks of whether or not they were going to deal him and Wilson Contreras. They dealt uh, neither. But you've also shown the, the basic incompetency to just make a, a trade at all and right. have it pan out at the deadline. So that's another reason why I think I'm there. Anyway, I did attend a Royals game over the weekend. It was a, splen- it was a great time. After the game, it was, there was a Jake Owen concert who was oh, really right. good. I'm not going to lie. Jake Owen, was, I was a little concerned at the start um, just because, I, you know, it's a it's a concert after a baseball game. You have to wait the awkward like 35 to 40 minutes in between for them to set up everything. And it's like, all right, is this really going to be good? How long is Jake Owen going to perform? It was awesome. Well worth it. So, saw a good old friend, Nate Brennan, and uh, hung out with them for the weekend. It was a great time. So,
2: anyway. Most importantly, you saw the Royals' first three game win streak of the season. Goodness.
1: Yeah. And they had the season high 18 hits on the game that I went to. Uh, so it, it was a lot of fun over the weekend. Great time down in Kansas City. But let's talk Husker football because it is the first day of fall camp. Uh, don't want to bury the lead here. We'll have plenty of time for MLB trade deadline stuff tomorrow. But before we do that, 402-464-5685, the Honda of Lincoln Hotline and the Starter Heyman text line, both those open for you guys the entire show today, as well as the Starter Heyman Jewelers uh, live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Twitter. And Aloe, channel 951. All right, so we do have some stuff from Matt Rule as he spoke to the media today. Um, and I want to start things off here by talking about Bob Wager really quickly. Because um, it kind of came out of nowhere, I think. Uh, a guy that was has been here, obviously they brought him up from a, a high school down in Texas. Bob Wager this is. Um, They bring up Bob Wager from a high school in Texas. They promote him, basically give him a heck of a jump to Nebraska. Right. And he's been here. He was here for 210 days as a tight ends coach at the university of Nebraska. And then it's announced on Friday night that he is resigning because of a citation that he was given um, or issued for on Wednesday. well, some details of the police report have been have been made public and that's what i th- i think context is important here to talk about the the seriousness of this and maybe why it called for a resignation um so this this happened right outside i, I believe if my directions are um are accurate it happened right outside uh, arena drive mm-hmm. um and so there's, there's multiple things listed here. For the biggest one is a is a DUI um, under 0.15. Um, I thought it was over. Or, excuse me, yeah. over, greater. Over. Excuse yes. me, yes. Over 0.15 and above. Uh, obviously, 0.08 is the legal limit, so you could t- twice the legal do, limit. Do some math and get two yeah, times. Yeah, though. exactly. Twice the legal mm-hmm. limit. There's also uh, a careless driving on this police report. Um, There's a refusal of a of a uh, chemical test in the first offense, refusal of a preliminary test and possession and consumption of an open alcohol container in the vehicle. So that is the those are those are the five things listed on the police report from for for Bob Wager. And and the, the address was on Arena Drive at Q Street, which is near Pinnacle Bank Arena. So. That then caused for Bob Wager to uh, make this statement over the weekend as long as I can. Um, Here it is. To Coach Rule and Athletic Director Trev Alberts, it is with great remorse that I resign from my position as assistant football coach at the University of Nebraska. Earlier, Earlier this week, I received a citation for a driving offense that I regret immensely. I am grateful for the opportunity extended to me and, sincere, and I am sincerely sorry for any negativity my poor decision has brought to my family, our team, our staff, and all those that I have disappointed. Uh, respectfully, Bob Wager. Now, here is what uh, Matt Rule had to say about uh, Bob Wager and his decision to resign uh, just a few, or just a little while ago.
0: Yeah, as you guys all know, unfortunately, uh, you know, uh, Bob um uh, Wager uh, resigned earlier this week. So I'm uh, really grateful for him for the time he spent here. Um, you know, unfortunate situation. I know he took responsibility for it, and I appreciate him for doing that. Not a lot of men would have handled it the way he did. Um, and, you know, I don't judge people by their tough moments or worse moments. I always judge them how they respond. I really appreciate him, and I'm thankful for him. I mean, it was a short time, but he brought some recruits here. He brought some of his kids here, so I appreciate him and wish him and his family the best. Uh, he's a great coach. I know he'll do great things.
1: So, once again, Bob Wager obviously no longer with Husker football. And in response, uh, they have elevated Josh Martin to uh, the full-time position of tight ends coach. Um, with Once again, with the responsibility of, of coaching Husker tight ends, Martin has seven years of coaching experience at the football bowl subdivision level, coaching tight ends at both SMU and Arizona State, Uh, He also he joined this year's staff as a special teams analyst, so he was not previously on the field, Mm. but he is now going to be on the field, which I would Mm. also add allows him to work with Ed Foley
2: as part of a special teams coach. Josh Martin is an interesting addition in the offseason that went under the radar for me Mm -hmm. Um, paying dividends now in a wildly unfortunate way. Um, But he was the special teams coordinator down at SMU, along with coaching tight ends. And a couple of the tight ends that he coached down there, Grant Calcaterra, who transferred with Tanner Mordecai from Oklahoma to SMU, got drafted in 2022. And also uh, my beloved, maybe not for very much longer, Indianapolis Colts uh, selected Kylan Granson, who has the SMU uh receiving record, uh touchdown reception record for a tight end. Yeah. So he's worked with a couple really good ones.
1: That, that but I think I, I think also, I mean, just one thing that, that people might not realize is that um it, it also is a is an under radar under the radar move, right? Uh like as you alluded to Austin, and I agree with you on that. Um but the ability to now if they're not if he's not working specifically with tight ends in a given moment, then He's going to be over with Ed Foley, and it's not just mm-hmm. film study now. It right. is, it is working with the players on the field. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to. I don't want it to sound like we're grasping at straws here, because I think this actually is somewhat of a positive outcome of a disappointing situation. Uh, Matt Rule was, at, understandably so, asked about Josh Martin earlier today. Yeah, you know,
0: when we first hired Josh, I remember um, one of the analytics companies, you know, sending me, saying like, "Hey, you know, great hire," and all the things he had done um and we've just been nothing but impressed with Josh since then you know uh we've had Christian Ellsworth in that room and Christian's a really talented young coach so it's you know kind of been a blessing to have him in there but uh you know Josh has done it he's done it two places he's had guys go on to the NFL and uh you know I went out and watched his indie today uh with the young guys and um you could tell he's been coaching a long time so um our whole plan and kind of building the staff well little differently than maybe it's been done here before was having a bunch of guys waiting in the wings. So as guys have opportunities and move on. We're unfortunately in a situation like this, we have guys here. We don't have to go out and, you know, hire some, you know, someone new. We can go out and hire guys uh, within the organization that, you know, that know our systems and understand our way of life.
1: Which one? once again, that's kind of like part of it to where um, I think part of it is that, with all the former players on staff, you hope that that continuity is always going to be there.
2: Right. Continuity is huge. But the other thing that I think is overlooked sometimes is think about how much turnover there's been from, say, John Cook's staff in the last five years or Nick Saban's rotating door at offensive coordinator. Having good coaches waiting in the wings is huge because you can hire, at this point, still as many analysts as you want. You still get your ten on field coaches, but there's no limit to analysts i 'm not saying Nebraska needs to you know go get every single football coach on the planet just in case you know some of them are good mm-hmm. but the more guys you can have that are willing to you know come on for a year or two as an analyst um, there's so much turnover in the coaching business that the more coaches you have in your building that you trust that have any experience. They can step up into you know a void that 's left, whether it 's for you know a promotion someone you know goes from a position coach to a coordinator, yep. um, they want to you know, move back home closer to family, something like what happens with Wager happens, uh, retirement happens. The more good coaches you have behind the scenes that are in your building, the easier it is to fill that void they 're already there. they already know the guys they already know the scheme, and even if the fans might not you know know the name and it might still feel like oh taking a risk i 've never heard of this guy before, who are you going to go yeah. get?" Promoting from within, that's not necessarily always the right way to go, but especially in a situation like this, you weren't going to go out and hire a different coach, but you had an experienced guy on staff who's done good work Mm -hmm. at, you know, the FBS level before and a solid program at SMU to just have him there ready to step up. That's a luxury. And I think that's something that Nebraska might be able to, you know, exploit moving forward is hire a lot of good analysts.
1: Well, I will say, I I think, it would be it would be wrong of us to just sit here and expect that Josh Martin's going to be the guy moving forward for right. for a substantial amount of time. And Matt Rule was asked about that today. Of is there a plan in the back of his mind to say, okay, in a couple months we we are going to hire a designated specialty or excuse me, designated tight ends guy? And and, and Matt Rule answered that question here.
0: Yeah, we've talked about it. You know, um, we don't want to move too quickly. You know, I mean, I don't want to. I, I always say like, hurry up and wait. Like, I don't want to rush. But, um, you know, Ed's been doing this a long time and, you know, now he actually has Josh now helping him on the field. So it's a little bit, it's a little bit of a blessing in terms of special teams wise, whereas Josh before couldn't talk. Now he's able to out there and coaching the punt team with Ed. So, uh, but we'll probably at some point,
1: whether someone internally, uh, we'll probably hire somebody. So there it is. Uh, whether it's, whether it's Josh Martin full time, I mean, which he is now, Mm -hmm. um, but you know, for the foreseeable future permanently, maybe that's a better way to say it, or he, Matt Rule also didn't rule out. That's going to be take a <laughs> while to get used to. Matt Rule didn't rule out the idea that hey, we hire somebody soon, like mid season. Now you <sighs> wonder, you wonder about what type of quality of a coach that you can, that is available in the middle of the year. You wonder about the continuity of your roster because if if Nebraska is figuring out a way to. To make this tight ends room work, which I think they're going to need to, to have an effective pass game, as we've said every single year, especially with the Joshua Fleeks news. I, I think just because it takes off, it takes away a body in that in the pass catching ability, you know, room. You don't want to have to worry about trying to conform to a new coach in the middle of the year or early on in the year, mm-hmm. even if it's in the next you know five six weeks, and then. Boom, Josh Martin gets demoted to an analyst. He can't talk to him now on the practice field. There's a lot of changes that go on right there.
2: In a year that doesn't need that type of change. Nope. Right? If this was a staff that had been at Nebraska for five, six years, this happened... Then, okay, maybe there's enough tracker. Maybe there's enough continuity everywhere else in the building. Yeah. But sometimes I think the simplest answer is the best answer. In fact, I think most times it is. So for me, the simplest answer is trust a guy that's put in work coaching tight ends before mm-hmm. um, that can help you out, like you said, in another area with special teams as well. There's no reason to throw another variable into the mix. I get it. The tight end room is important with the names you have there. We'll see if Eric Gilbert, you know, gets his waiver in place. We'll see what Thomas Fidoni looks like. Um, It's an important room with some talented pieces there. So, you know, a guy like Bob Wager seems like he did a good job connecting with him while he was here. Got some of those under-the-radar recruits that he brought from uh, Arlington Martin. But throwing another variable in there to a room that has enough on its plate, like, there's plenty on Eric Gilbert's mind. (laughs) There's plenty on Thomas Fedoni's mind. And Nate Borgager is still working his way up from being a walk-on to tight end one right now. There's plenty on his mind. Don't introduce a whole other new coach. I'm sure they've at well, least talked to Josh Martin. Uh,
1: exactly, and they're, they're on the same page with that. And that's whether it's replacing an analyst and filling in somebody new as an analyst, which is absolutely a possibility. Mm-hmm. If you can, and there's a need for it, absolutely. It's much easier to introduce an analyst you know, on an off-the-field position mm-hmm. uh, later into the season and closer to the start of the year. Okay, once again, 402 464 5685, the Honda of Lincoln Hotline and the starter Heyman Text Line are both open for you guys the entire show today. Plenty of thoughts. Uh, it's, our, it's our first big news day, right? There were rumblings of everything that uh, maybe, maybe people heard the rumblings of some things over the weekend. Turns out that maybe some of the rumblings were not as serious as they seemed at the start. Whatever it may be, there's some news. Uh, we'll talk about that when we come back. It's, I mean, Miles Farmer, Joshua Fleeks, Jacob Hood, Brody Tagaloa, uh, just some of the names that Matt Rule mentioned specifically. We'll kind of give our thoughts on those when we return. We'll also talk about freshman playing time as there. You look at the wide receiver room. You look at the offensive line room. You look at, at defensive backs, specifically cornerbacks, and there are more than five true freshmen in each of those rooms. are how, how much time are they getting on each uh, practice and every single day? Guys are staying in the dorm rooms. We'll dive into all that and more when we return. You're listening to the Happy Hour, sponsored by Empire Fence and Netting. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more coming up next on a Monday on the Ticket.
0: Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.
2: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write.